Bibles, go to Genesis 27. Jonathan said that the other day. He goes, there's two things I know about the pastor. He's always going to tell you on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky in 1980, he got saved and go to Genesis 27. <laughs> well, we haven't always been in Genesis 27. He just thinks we have. I'm going to really try to get out of Genesis 27 today. I'm really, I think I can. I think I can. I'm like a little choo-choo that could. Uh, so we'll find out if I can or not. Uh, Genesis 27. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for everyone that was able to come out this morning. I do pray for those that are sick and at home, Lord, that you just uh, heal them up. And uh, Lord, you continue to heal us up, Lord. It's a blessing uh, just to be able to come to church, Lord, but it's also a blessing to live in a country, Lord, that we have the medical facilities we have and doctors and uh, uh, just different things that we can have to help us get over the stuff we go through. Lord, again, thank you for most of all for our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 27 is interesting. I like, I like my whole Bible. When I read the Bible, I read it about myself. I don't really read it about anybody else. Uh, so if you hear me getting mean, it's because I'm mad at me. Uh, when you sit there and read a thing and you, you wonder why we do the same things over and over and over again, if, if God is in the heavens, and we know he is, or I do, and I hope you do too, if we know he's there, then why do we do what we do? I mean, he gives us the ability to, to achieve anything he says do. We have the ability to do it. Uh, could you turn those fans on? Because it's starting to get a little warm up here. Those are designed to blow the heat down out there so y'all can get warm. Uh, and that way, if we're all warm together, then we go turn the furnaces off. Uh, but anyways, or turn them on or whatever we need. But anyways, the, the Bible is, is written as an individual book for each individual person on the planet. Only God could do that. And when you start reading this thing, while most people never understand it, it's because they never take it personally. They take it kind of, uh, you know, as a generic thing out here somewhere. But when you start reading this thing and you start looking at uh, people's personalities, you'll find yourself in here a lot of times. And, and that's exactly what I do. I start reading this thing. And down in verse 30, uh, we stopped in verse 37. Esau, Esau is uh, complaining to his dad. He's been tricked. Uh, Jacob come in and supplanted him and, and took his birthright. Uh, for, well, actually, he sold his birthright for a bowl of beans. Uh, not even pinto beans, man. I mean, that's, that's messed up. If it had ham hock in it, I, I mean, even that, I don't think I would do that. Even some onions. Onions are good. And cornbread. I mean, you, you start tempting a little bit more than just a bowl of beans. Uh, but that's what Esau did. He really didn't care. He didn't think about what he was doing when he did it. Uh, to him, it meant nothing. We get laxadaisio in our Christian walk. They say a lot of Christians are leaving the faith today, and they're leaving Christian church, and that's because they're not being trained on what this book is and what it is to them. And since we, we just think church is someplace we come on Sunday morning, or it's a place we come and get a girl, or we come and get a guy, or, or we come and find this, or we find friendship or fellowship, and that's it, it's a whole lot more than that. Church is a place where you come and you're supposed to learn about the Word of God, and then be able to apply it to your life or figure out how to apply it to your life or what is the meaning of this thing anyways. Uh, Esau never got that meaning. Jacob is working through some things. He's going to get it, but he's working through some things. Uh, it doesn't matter how you do it. it it's going to cost you no matter what you do. Verse 37, it says, And Isaac answered Esau, said, and Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Esau comes in and goes out and does exactly what his dad says do because he wants something. Uh, why didn't you do what your dad said do before he said it? Uh, why do you only do stuff when you benefit? 
Uh, anybody like that? I don't know if y'all are like that or not. Sometimes we are like that. Why do we only do? Why do I only do what I need to do when it benefits me? Have you ever thought about trying to benefit others? I mean, if you, if you would get to the place where you think about benefiting others, you'd get out of yourself and quit being selfish. Most of us are selfish. I'm talking to us today, but you go out into this world, the world's really selfish. But anyways, Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord. So he's already blessed Jacob. Jacob's already headed out of Dodge. He made uh, Jacob the Lord over the land, and, and his brethren have I given him for servants. And with corn and wine I have sustained him. And he says God in that conversation when he blesses Jacob. He says God. Uh, and he goes, I sustained him, uh, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? Uh, but behold, I made him Lord. He said he did that, and he, he gives him corn and wine and everything else. And, and Esau, Esau gets kind of upset, which I can understand why he would do that. And uh, he, he gets upset with uh, Jacob because Jacob is only got, he goes, you only got one blessing. And Esau said, verse 38, and Esau said uh, unto his father, hast thou but one blessing, my father? Well, now, when, when uh, these men, again, again, it comes by faith. If you go over into Hebrews chapter 11, you get into the, the uh, chapter of faith there. What you're going to find is faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter, I think, 11, 3 says, or maybe 2, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if you're sitting here in this crowd this morning and you say, well, I don't know if I believe in you cannot please God. That's just facts. I'm sorry. I, you know, I would love to say, you know, you, well, if you come to church and, and God loves you. and No, that's not true. And God does love us. For God so loved the world that he gave. He loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he, he sent his son to die for us. That's, we're, we're getting ready to celebrate a holiday or a holiday is coming up. And the whole world is in this holiday. I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I'm going to mention this during sun, uh, my morning message. But uh, there's your Hallmark. I'm so sick of Hallmark. Blah! And, uh, the GAF. Y'all know what the G? Anybody know what the GAF? It's a Great American Family Channel or whatever that is. Whoever that is. Well, now you're gonna get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a, I'm just the storyteller, man. That's again. So all these little ladies and these little guys on these little shows, they all look like they're they're well shaved and they got the guys are all you know beefed out and everything else and everything's perfect they're like soapbox or soap opera people that never got jobs they never got nothing but they got the best houses in the whole wide world i never figured that out but my granny used to love those things uh, my grandmother uh i'm 65 my grandmother's been gone for 30 years and she used to sit there and watch soap operas and they're no different today than they were back then the same storylines the same people man I'm, they just get younger people to do the same thing but anyways, these people are mad. They're, they're all wanting to... Now, this is, this is uh, the GAF. Hallmark has got a, a, a uh, video coming out, a Christmas, story, a Christmas story with faggots in it. Gays in it. Gays. I'll, I'll be more pleasant. Gays. Two gay men. The, the storyline goes, he comes in. I had to go look it up. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, he comes in, and he's going to babysit his nieces and nephews, and the guy next door comes over, and they all, all of a sudden have a relationship. This is Hallmark. Hallmark now, GAF, a great American family uh, thing. The, I got to hand it to the lady who owns the thing. She said, ain't going to happen. Not today anyways. She ain't going to happen. And, and so the actors want to quit because they won't include homosexuals in the movies. I'm like, okay, let's stop. Stop. Christmas. Now, I was born and raised Roman Catholic. If you didn't know that, I'll tell you that. 
Christmas. So it's a Catholic holiday to start with. They put mass at the end. Mass. That's Catholic. If you didn't know that, you, you divide the word, you take this word and separate that. But it's about Christ. Now I'm going to say, let's, let's have Christmas, put the trees up and all that. Deck the halls with bells of holly, holla, la 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 uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, all that stuff. Got it? You know, I like the Grinch that stole Christmas. All that, man. It's all good. Christ. What does Christ have to do with homosexuality? Why would you want to come into our holiday? If it is our holiday, why would you get mad because these people are excluded? I can't help it. God did not exclude them. They excluded themselves. Now you're telling the Lord to say, you've got to accept me or I'm not going to make move. Get Fire the people. Amen. It's that simple. If, if you don't want to work for somebody, don't work for them. I'm okay with that. If you got a problem with working for women, don't get a job working for women. But if you if if you can deal with that, deal with it, man. I mean, it's, I had a I, I, man. I was in the Navy. If y'all didn't know that, military in general, I, I I would not even be able to do that today. I could not. I would not. There's no possible way I could do it. Uh, not with what I know and the way I think. There's no possible way I could. Uh, but I mean, I had to guard a, a, a young man that was a homosexual. He crawled in a bed with somebody. I had to guard him. They were going to kill him on that ship. A thousand men were going to take him and throw him over the side. And me and two or three other ETs had to guard him until they could fly a helicopter over. We'd get him on it and get him off the ship. Before That's back in the day before it was don't ask, don't tell policy. Now, it, now they'll fly everybody else off the ship. And they don't care whether the ship runs or not. We'll get everybody else off and leave these. We have got to a place where now we take the holidays that God's given or, or we take the name of Christ and we have belittled it so far down that we think that it's just a name. Brethren, Christmas, Christmas, Christ, if it's his birthday, it's about Jesus Christ. Amen. It is not about what somebody thinks or what they feel. It is about the death. It is about the birth of Jesus Christ. It's about the death of Jesus Christ. Here is, here is Esau. Esau wants something, and he wants his dad to give him something. But his dad... I had, uh, uh, let me tell you, but his dad has to do what the Bible says. His dad has to do, forget what the Bible says, his dad has to do what the Lord says, which is what the Bible says. He has to do it. He has no choice. Uh, when Isaac speaks, he speaks in the name of the Lord. He speaks what God tells him to speak, and he can't change it. Uh, Jacob came in. You can say, well, Jacob surplanted. I'm going to get into some things here in a few seconds. Isaac realizes exactly what Jacob did, and Isaac's not fighting that because he knows God's in the middle of that thing. Here comes Esau, which is a, a type of a man in the world, a, a worldly person, not a Christian, a worldly person, uh, a heathen. Uh, if you want, oh, he's Jacob's brother. Man, I, you don't got family members that are heathen? I got family members that are heathen. I got family members that think I'm a heathen. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. People, just because they're your kin, they say blood is thicker than water. You need to get over that thing. Because Jesus Christ, yeah, he's right. I was born in 1980 on the back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, again. And my bloodline changed. I, I'm now, I got the blood of God running through my veins. And I'm on his side. I just choose his side. His, in the end of that thing, what I never understood, and I'll get back to this in a second, is why people, I said over there, Hebrews, it says, without faith it's impossible to please him. Why would we want to try to please the world when we know the end is coming. And the Lord is going to take us out of here. Well, I'm saved. I can, 
Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I can do whatever I want. I got that, man. But why would I want to do whatever I want if it doesn't line up with what God said? That just doesn't make no sense because I'm going to have to answer for this. Forget about all y'all guys. I'm thinking about me now. I'm selfish. You know, I'm pretty much, I just care about me. I don't care about anybody else. But when I stand before God, I know there's not going to be nobody else there. Me and the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to be looking at me, and I'm going to have to give an account of me. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do that. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to think about what I have to do. Esau never cared. Esau, uh, Isaac cares. Jacob cares. And Jacob's a picture of us, man. He, we're just a mess. But Esau, Esau just didn't care. And, and Isaac goes to, to uh, start blessing Esau. And he says, uh, Esau says in verse 38, Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? And yes, it is. There's one way in heaven, by the way. There is not two. There's only one. And you're either going to go in that way or you're not going to get in. Because the war is not going to make it uh, complicated. Uh, it, no, it's one way, just one way. It's it. That's, that's why we have the birth of Jesus Christ, and they have a holiday for that. And then they have the death of him at, at Easter time, uh, which is really the resurrection. And, and when you start looking at all that stuff, there's a purpose in all of that, and that's to get people into heaven. Well, before Isaac can bless Esau... He has to make sure that, that what he says to him does not uh, interfere with what he's already said to Jacob. And so when he starts talking here, he admits God out. And Isaac answered, his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling. He never says God. He takes, the, he takes God out of the... It's now between Isaac. He says, Hey, behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. There's a lot of truth in that statement. Elon Musk was a very rich man. Uh, Bill Gates is a very rich man. I didn't say they're righteous. I didn't say they're right. I didn't say they're, they're pure. I, I said they're very rich. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump is rich. Now, you can get rich, and you don't have to have God nowhere around you. That is the biggest fallacy that has been ever propagated on the Christian religion is that uh, name it or claim it, and God, if God's blessing you, you're going to have wealth. That is not necessarily true. Uh, I know a lot of people that have been blessed beyond means, and they're broke. I know a lot of people that are blessed, and they're, I mean, look at Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby, I love Fanny Crosby, man. I, I got to meet her when I get to heaven. Blind, it's six, six weeks old. 9,000 hymns that you can sing today, 9,000 of them were written by that lady. Blind. Not once in all of her writings, not once in anything I've ever heard anything written about her is she ever complained. I, had, I read one time where they asked her if she could get her sight back, would she? And she said no. She said the first thing she wants to see is Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, that's impressive to me. I, I've seen, uh, oh, what was her name? What was the lady's name uh, in Germany that took care of the Jews? Corey Ten Boom. Yeah, Corey Ten Boom. Ten Boom. 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 I did not know that... Uh, they had prisoners in her house, or Jews, prisoners, and the Germans came to get them. They were in Holland or something like that. And then they end up taking them all to prison. And here they are. She spends, uh, her whole family dies in prison. Her dad dies there, and her sister dies there. And she, she has this little Bible in her hand. You know, when you get really get down to where the rubber meets the road, uh, things become important, and, and the rest of it go off to the wayside. Uh, she has this little Bible in her hand, and the Germans are frisking everybody and, and doing everything. And she starts praying. I mean, the lady has some faith, and she just trusts God. And she said her daddy taught her that because he would read the Bible to her all the time, and her and her brothers and sisters, that's what got her through. And she said, Lord, she goes, this, 
this, they're going to frisk me and they're going to take this little Bible away from me when I go into this concentration camp. And I, and I said, she goes, I just pray that you somehow get that guy blind him to this little Bible. So she stuck it in her back like this. And as she comes up and they're frisking everybody and everything else, she said when she got there, all of a sudden uh, the guard was distracted and she went through with that Bible in the back right then. And then he came right back and started doing everybody the same way. And she goes, that was the Lord. You say, what was that for? Well, that's to give her the Bible. No, it wasn't just for her. So she gets into a, did you know this? She gets into a, a prison camp in a dorm with a bunch of ladies. And they were all coming in. The prison guards were coming into all the dorms and everything else, messing everything. And they put these women in there. Women can be worse than any man ever was. You, hell hath no fury as a woman scorned. Uh, they probably got women in there that was scorned by men, and they were out after everybody. They just hated them. But anyways, all of a sudden, they got lice and fleas in this dorm, and the guards would not go into that dorm. And guess what they had in there? Bible studies. Because fleas and lice kept everybody else out, and because of fleas and lice, she could win all kinds of people to the Lord in that. Now, see, first of all, she's in a concentration camp. She's not getting fed. She's not getting this. Her sister dies. You think she would be bitter and all that. She was bitter a little bit. And she got over all this. At the end of the whole thing, the guy that turned them in come up to her and asked for forgiveness or sent her a letter and asked for forgiveness. And he met her somewhere and stuck his hand out and asked her to forgive. And she was like, she wanted to cut his hand off. And you can't really blame her. And the Lord says, Really? Have I forgiven you? And, and she, she got over that thing, reached out, and shook his hand. And the guy ends up dying, getting killed uh, because of the sins that, that he committed over there. But here's this lady, and her heart, just because everything goes wrong doesn't mean God's not in it. What you got to do is get yourself in a place where God's in. I was talking to a young man last night. God's in what I'm doing right now. Who cares what happens six months from now? I think you ought to plan for tomorrow. But really, you ought to not, not negate what happens today. Because today is what's important. You don't have tomorrow. There's no guarantee. Sufficient of the day is evil thereof. You have no idea what tomorrow holds. However, comma, you do know what's right in front of you, and you know what you can do right now. And, and people say, well, how do I know the will of God? You just look in front of you right now. That's it. You are right where you're at because that's where you're at. You're not in France. You're not in Russia. You're not in Ukraine. You're not anywhere. You're right in Dayton, Ohio, listening to me preach. That's right where you're at. You know what you got to make a decision on right now? Am I going to listen to what this idiot is saying, or am I going to think about something that means absolutely nothing at all? I was talking about going to Bible college. You know what the key to Bible college is? I'll tell you what the key to Bible college is. I'm 65 years old. I graduated PBI in 94. Uh, the key to Bible college is throwing everything else out the window and doing what's in front of you in 1993, 92, 91. And you get Bible college out of the way. That's 94, 2004, 2014, 2024. That's 28 years ago. And I've lived 28 years past Bible college. I had guys quit uh, in my class and in the whole school because they thought the rapture was going to happen. And, and we got to go out and do something for God. And they never finished what they were supposed to do. They missed the will of God for their lives because they, they didn't care about what was in, you know what was in front of me is getting that. I was sitting there praising God the other day. I mean, I brought Beth over to France and I left, I left her because my ship got underway and got her back on a plane, flew her over here. And you hear me tell a lot of stories about that stuff sometimes, but I flew, they flew me all around the Mediterranean 
My ship was off the coast of, of uh, West Africa, where Africa comes down like this. It was 90 miles off the coast. Now, I don't know if you ever tried to swim 90 miles in rough water with sharks and all that other stuff out there. It just doesn't usually work out too good. And, and to get down to the place where you could even be 90 miles off the coast of where it's at to swim out to it, uh, it may or may not be there when you get there. So I'm sitting here going, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? Here, I'm, just a, I'm just an E6, man. I don't know nothing. I mean, I don't know how to live on, in Europe on my own dime. Uh, my ship is gone. Everything in my life is on that ship. I have nothing but what's in my wallet. Boy, thank God for Visa. And I, I was sitting there going, uh, what do I do? And they fly me to Siganella. They fly me here. They fly me here. And I end up in Rota, Spain. And here's an old oiler ship sitting down on a pier front down there. And uh, something just comes in my head. So, hey, go down there. And ask that guy if you can check into his ship and just live on his ship. He's got he's to have an extra rack on that thing somewhere for you to sleep. And I go down there, and he lets me come on board, and it just so happens, just by accident, it's just a fluke, it's just a coincidence, that he's going to go out and refuel my ship. <laughs> and I can give you a ride. I'm in the middle of France, Italy, Spain, and I just happen to come across a ship that's going to go out and get... And, and, it's a gas, floating gas station, going to put gas in my ship. He says, Mike, I can get you to your ship in a couple weeks. I'm like, well, what a thing, man. I said, this is cool as anything. I didn't know all that. And then, boom, now he gives me a little sticker. And with a little sticker that I get from the ship that's going to take me back out to my ship, I'm like, Lord, you guided and directed my steps. You know, I did not care about all the stuff that was happening, getting ready to happen right after that. I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do today. Have you ever slept in a basketball court in Siganella? I have. Boom, 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 24-hour basketball. Boom, 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 boom. People play basketball. I hate basketball. You say, why do you hate basketball? Because I couldn't sleep. Anyways. And they fly you all over the place. I just care about the moment. If I would have cared about anything else, I would have missed some of this stuff. I leave down there, I got an hour, I run up there, make a phone call, get through the detailer like that. That's an act of God right there. Unless you're in the military, you're not going to understand that. That's an act of God. And the detailer gives me a set of orders for me to leave my ship when I get back on it to go to Pensacola for three years so I can go to Bible college. Now, don't tell me God's not in every step you take. He knew that ship was going to be sitting in Rota, Spain. I didn't. I had no clue that that ship was going to be there. It was the only one there. How was I supposed to know that ship was going to be there? I was just trying to get somewhere where a Navy base was. And I get there, and I'm the only guy that goes down there, and I'm like, can I get on your ship? Please take me on your ship. They treated me like a king. Now, I don't know about you, but those are the kind of ships you want to be on. If you've got to go on the Navy, that's the kind of ship, oiler or a supply ship. They have the, the butlers and stuff, man. They come out with their little things on their arm like this. What can I get? And give you a menu. What, what can I give you? And I mean, you got steaks, T-bones, and lobster tails, and all that stuff on there. And then after you get that dessert, is, and it's all free. It's, I like free stuff. Brethren, you know what that is? That's following God. You know what Esau didn't do? That. I've had, I have people say, well, why do you stay so long in, in Genesis? I can go over to, you want to go to uh, Malachi? I can go to Malachi and stay the same amount of time. The people in Malachi are just the same as they were in Genesis as they were in uh, Exodus or in they were in uh, Ephesus or they were in uh, uh, Thyatira or they are here right now in this church. We're all the same. You will either and I will either serve God or I won't. And it's, it's really a choice. That's all it is. And, and I, as I read my Bible, I wish, I wish it was a, a changing Bible so it changed uh, in God's way. God changed it. 
so that it would update and these people would get right and do the right thing. And some people do and some people don't. Esau, Esau goes on. Let me get back to this thing. I really wanted to get through this thing. Esau said, Isaac says, Behold, uh, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. So uh, you're going to be okay. Uh, you're going to have to. And of the dew uh, from heaven, uh, of heaven from above, and, thy, and by thy sword thou shalt live. So now you're going to have to fight. It's not going to just be given to you. You're going to have to work for it. He goes, uh, Shalt thou live, and shall serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have dominion, uh, thou shalt break his yoke off thy neck. And that's going to happen way down the road, about another eight, 900 years. Uh, that, that prophecy is there for him to get through that thing. God's admitted out of this passage. Uh, Esau doesn't get a blessing from God. He's getting a blessing from his dad. God does honor that thing. Uh, verse 41, Esau hated Jacob because of, of the blessing, because he didn't get the blessing from God. He got the blessing from Isaac. Uh, wherewithal his father blessed him, and Esau said in his heart, uh, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Well, he's going to live another 30 years, Esau. You're not going to have time to <laughs> uh, really wait for him to die if that's what you're waiting for. Uh, then will I slay my brother Jacob. So Esau's waiting until his dad dies because his dad thinks. The whole problem here is Isaac jumped the gun. Isaac should have never done what he did. But he gets sick and he starts losing eyesight and then we start pitying ourselves. You ever got to the place where you pity yourself? Woe is me. Everything's going wrong. Have you ever thought about, you know, you're a blessing. As I, was, I was talking to a young man last night about the same thing. I said, what I've learned in life, this is what I've learned. I know what the Lord told me to do. Now, until he tells me clearly something that's going to be life-changing to do the next time, then I am to continue on doing what he told me to do. By the way, you, you don't know what he told me to do, so you can't tell me what to do. You know, a lot of people come in, well, if you would just do this, shut up. <laughs> don't ever come up and tell anybody to do anything if you're not doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's, it's asinine. But anyways, I know what he told me to do. Guess what? No matter how bad I feel, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how much pressure pops on me, no matter what goes on, and Beth has to put up with all me. Uh, she, I mean, that woman, I mean, y'all pray for her. She needs it. No matter what happens, I have come to the conclusion after 43 years in this thing that, Lord, you told me here what to do. 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 I did what you told me here, and it got me to here. Then you told me to do something else, and I did that. And you told me to do something else, and I did that. And then when it was time for me to do something else, you told me to do that. And then every now and then you let me make a choice on my own, stay in the Navy or get out. I'm not going that way anymore, but I'm going this way. If you want to go with me, let's follow. Let the dead bury the dead. But, hey, you can go bury your chip out there somewhere if you want. Uh, I said, no, 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 man. I've already learned my lesson. I, I'm going to follow after you. I don't need to let. I'm, every now and then you got to let something go. you got to let the thing go because you know what's right and wrong. Somebody says, how do you know what the will of God is? The will of God is if you know what right and wrong is, that you already know what to do. Why do you need to pray about something if you know what right and wrong is? Following God is always the right thing. Following your flesh is definitely going to end up bad. It could end up okay, but I don't like okay. I like, I like, so you just do what the Lord says do, and you keep doing it. And then he says, do this, and you do it. Uh, he said, build a house, and you do it. And then he says, start this church, and you do it. I want to quit all the time. You ever want to quit on God? I do. You know why I don't? Because he told me to do this thing, and he never told me not to do it. You know what, if I quit doing what I, he told me to do, he's going to make me come back and do it. He ain't going to let you out of it. 
The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You're not going to get out of it. So the best thing you can do is, even if you're miserable, this might not sound like the Christian thing in life, but even if you're miserable, do it. It doesn't matter. If, God, if you know what God said, now the key here is, do I know what God said? Because if I know what he said, then that gives me assurance in my heart that I'm going to do what he told me to do, that it's right. That's what I need to do. Anything else is wrong. You read your Bible, you know what you're going to get? Story after story after story after story after story after story for 66 books of people doing what they want to do, and it all ends up bad. And they want to blame God, and it's not God's fault. You know how you get, a, go, get through this life? You do what God says do. When he says do it, but you got to find that. I'm reading a book on Ian Bounds. You ought to read it. It's a great book. It's a great book. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, obedience is the key to that whole thing. You couldn't have a prayer life if you're not obedient. You say, well, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Bless this food. Amen. I, used, I, I watched Peter Pan one time, and they said, let's pray. And they go, grace. <laughs> I'm like, that's the prayer? That's what a lot of people's prayers are like. They just think if I say something that God's pleased with that. And it's so much more than that. It's a relationship. Go try to get, go out and find a guy. Go out and find a girl. And just walk up to her and go, Arr! and see how long that lasts. <laughs> you know what ladies like? I'll tell you what they like. They like you talking to them. And, and they actually care about if you care about them. Guys, you know what you like? Ladies, I'll tell you what, you know what a guy likes? Ladies, guys need you to think he's a man. He may be ugly, but he still likes to be known as a man. You know what's wrong with our society today? They're making men women, and women are men. That's where the problem lies. I said, men need to be, my dad made me a man. He beat the snot out of me. He threw me in ditches. He covered me with dirt. He dumped rocks on my head. He did all kinds of crazy stuff. He fired me, made me walk home in the middle of winter, and then get me up the next morning and made me go back out and work as a plumber, master plumber. He stuck me in holes where raw, so he, would, he would take that back hole and go down and start digging a ditch and then throw me in the ditch where, where raw sewage is that a house has been 100 yards away, been uh, backed up for months, and he'd break that line and that ditch fill up that deep in raw sewage out of the house with five or six people in it, and I'm standing in it, and then he tells me to reach down in there and unclog it. I'm like, you sick or what, man? And, uh, you, just, you, know, and he, you just do it. You don't think nothing about it. And then when the world asks you to do something little stupid stuff, man, you don't get mad. Well, they didn't ask so-and-so to do that, man. They, the Navy says, never again volunteer yourself. That's what Navy stands for. I think you should volunteer for everything, man. Uh, it, life is an experience. You got to do it. Esau got mad. Esau hated Jacob. He hated him. He's mad at his mom and dad. Esau will, will have a long time to go down, 30 years, man, before Isaac dies. Uh, his intent may be to kill Jacob. However, he will have to uh, go through the Lord to get this done. I got people mad at me. Uh, I don't really care. Really, I don't care. Uh, I don't even waste time on thinking about people mad at me. Because, number one, I know this. They cannot get to me unless God allows them to get to me. They're not going to do it. it can't. You could not touch me with, with a 10-foot pole. You could not touch me with nothing. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Words do hurt. They do hurt. I'm going to tell you that they do hurt. And however, comma, 
You can't hurt me unless the Lord tells me. Uh, I don't think, I think I could, I've, I've read stories about generals and stuff out in war where bullets are flying all over the place and they're standing up and people say, get down, get down. Hey, if that bullet don't have my name on, on it, it ain't going to get me. Now that bullet could go through my arm and hurt a lot, but it ain't going to kill me. God knows the day I'm going to die. And, and unless you're the person that's going to put me under when that happens, I don't have to worry about it. So I'm not even going to waste my time on it. Jacob spends 20 years worrying about Esau coming to get him. And Esau spends some amount of time hating Jacob. And it's really of no value at all. If Esau would have stopped here and said, okay, I blew it. I'm going to tell you how to get out of some problems here. This, this is life. This is life. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say, well, why don't you just go through quickly and just teach the Bible like that and be done? Because you wouldn't learn a thing and it wouldn't do a bit of good for you. You're supposed to learn something out of this thing. If Esau would have said, okay, man, I said, man, I went out and my mom and dad got mad at me. And I didn't care what they thought. And I'm just going to be uh, obstinate and mean. And I'm going to go marry the people they tell me not to marry. That's really brilliant. Uh, back then, you could get away with that stuff because men were men and women were women. And, and they could have three or four wives. And, and the women accepted that for some reason. I have no idea. Today, they won't do it. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, unless you're Mormon. Uh, maybe. I don't even know if they, I think they're having a problem with it now. But. But, but he goes and marries the wrong one. Then he sells his birthright. Then he, then he loses a, uh, his blessing. And then he gets mad, and here in a second, he's going to go marry some more people that are wrong. All to get his mom and dad mad. You see the pattern here? It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. That's what bitterness does. Bitterness is as a canker worm. It, it'll, it'll eat you up on the inside. You've got to let that thing go. Uh, the problem here is not Jacob. The problem is not Isaac. The problem is Esau in this particular case. But when you look at Jacob, the problem isn't Esau, and the problem isn't Isaac, and the problem really isn't Rebekah, it's Jacob. And when you look at Rebekah, the problem really isn't Jacob or Isaac or Esau, the problem is Rebekah. Then, then Esau's uh, next chapter, man, is going to be, uh, not Esau, but Jacob's going get, to get his uh, due. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Jacob's getting ready to reap some stuff here, man. It's going to get him. Verse 42, and these words of Esau... Esau wanted to kill him. He said, I'm going to slay my brother. I'm going to kill him. Now, that's a really good way to do it. That's what Cain did, and Cain got all messed up, and now Esau's doing the same thing. He didn't learn one thing. You got a Bible in your hand. You got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. You got Genesis. Well, he ain't got Genesis yet because Moses hadn't wrote it, but he knew the stories, and he knew that Esau, uh, that uh, Cain killed Abel and that God wasn't pleased with it. Esau doesn't care one bit about what he knows. You know what's wrong with most Christians today? They don't care one bit about what this Bible says. I care about everything this thing says. I'm not telling you I do everything it says, but I do believe that a King James 1611 authorized version is the word of God, and if you want the truth, you're going to get it right there. And if you want to know the right thing to do, this is the place. I had a guy come up to me one day, and he goes, oh, you think that Bible's the word of God, don't you? I said, yeah, and it might almost close, and he opens it up, and he puts his finger down there, and he goes, what does that verse mean right there? And, it's, and Jesus was going to the lady by the well, and says, I must needs go to Samaria. I said, I guess he had to go to Samaria. God looked at me and said, oh, okay, that's pretty cool, man. And he walks off. <laughs> I said, it means, I mean, now there's other verses he could have probably got to that I wouldn't have had a clue what it was, but I was lucky on that day. And uh, verse 42, it says, and the, these words of Esau, her elder son, were told her, were told to Rebekah. So Rebekah heard that Esau was ticked off, and she should have known that. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, behold, uh, she's getting ready to do the same thing she did at the beginning. Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, 
to comfort himself, proposing to kill thee. Uh, she's getting ready to do the exact same thing to him again that she did before. Now she's going to make him go off for 20 years, and she thinks it's not going to be for a couple days. Uh, verse, verse 43, now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Well, I did the last time, and look what it got me. Uh, well, I did get the blessing out of it, and, and then I stole the birthright. So, I mean, it's, it's not going too bad for me yet. Obey my voice and arise and flee. Obey my voice and arise. Flee thou, uh, thou to Laban, my brother, uh, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away. Now, there's a, there's a valuable lesson right there that uh, most people just pass right over that they don't get. And you may say, I stick on it too long. Jacob will be gone for 20 years here. Now, take your Bibles, go over real quick. Let's look at one of those instances in 20 years. Uh, Genesis 29, 20. I, I mentioned something earlier about uh, Bible college or Bible school. You can take a Bible course. Anything you do in life, training, anything, it doesn't really matter. If you think you're missing out on something, you're really not missing out on a thing. 29, chapter 29, uh, verse 20. Jacob is over there, and, and he's, uh, he's dickering with uh, uh, Laban, and Laban has a couple daughters, and he wants a wife, and he sees Rebecca or uh, uh, Rachel, and he wants her. Verse 20, it says, uh, uh, verse 19, and Laban said, verse 18, and Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. You know, when you really, 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 really want something, uh, you'll do just about anything you have to do to get it. Verse uh, 19, and Laban said, hmm, this is, is going to be a good deal, man. First of all, I'm going to get rid of her, but I'm going to get somebody else who can work. He goes, and Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee. What a great heart. Uh, that thou should, uh, then I should give her uh, to another man. Abide with me. Here's the lesson. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him as but a few days. You know what that tells you? That seven years will go by just like that. I remember the first time I took a med cruise, six months. I thought I was going to die. Six months. We're going to leave Homeport, Norfolk, Virginia. We're going to leave Homeport. We're going to be gone for six months. Six months. That's like eternity. Ah! Uh, I thought I was going to die the whole time. Six months. I learned a whole lot of stuff in that six months. Uh, that particular six months, when it was over, I realized, that, man, that, it's gone. It's in the history books. I mean, it is gone. The next one came up, and I didn't even think about it. The next one came up. I left Beth on the pier front crying her eyeballs out. See you later. Bye, man. Going out to sea. I'll be back tomorrow, next day, six months from now. <clears throat> That's how long we were going to be gone. Because I knew it was going to be gone like that. You know what our problem is? Is we think life is, we're missing something. So instead of doing what needs to be done right in front of us, we think we have to do everything else, and we never get done what needs to be done. Young people, don't waste the moment. You don't have the time to waste. Uh, there's somebody else out there who's trying to get what you want. Uh, first of all, make sure God's in what you want. If he's in what you want, then put 150% of whatever you got into that and throw everything else. You know what Jacob did? Rachel. And he would do whatever he had to do for seven years. Seven years. It just seemed like a couple of days, Rach. I know you're down there. Oh, she's laughing, man, because it's not about you. This, has to, this is the Bible. This is a story. This is a true story, by the way. 
But, but you, can, you see what I'm saying? You, you'll sit there and you think, oh, I'm missing everything. No, believe me, if God's in the thing, it'll happen. You don't have to worry about a thing. Everything will work out exactly the way it's supposed to work out if you let God have his way in your life. And you won't have to go through, here's Jacob. He's going to do 20 years. Man, I'm supposed to get through this. I got, I got three minutes. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, Rebecca has another part. Here, it's a time heals all wounds. You ever hear that saying, time heals all wounds? This is a, a psychologist says this about that saying. Some things actually get worse before they get better. Uh, even in the long run, time doesn't actually improve matters for some people. <laughs> some people does, <laughs> some people just doesn't. <clears throat> Anybody who says that, man, you need to watch what you, I've said that. Time heals all wounds. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But time goes readily. Time goes really, really slowly when you're hurting. <laughs> have you ever hurt before? I have. And he's right. It does. She is. Uh, the days can all bleed together. Ask, ask uh, Jacob when you get to heaven, man. He'll tell you. Trauma is literally timeless. The truth of, of the statement, uh, the truth of the statement, even when it's true, depends entirely on, on what it means by heal. <laughs> Sometimes the, the, the heal never goes away. Nobody can tell you what unique experiences of loss will be like. You can't figure that thing out. My mom, my sisters, two sisters and a nephew passed away 20-something years ago, and she's still in misery today over that thing. 1 Samuel uh, 15, 22 says this, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying the voice of the Lord? All of this would have not even taken place if they would have obeyed what God said do. See, he told me, I told him to ring that bell, so I have to obey him. <laughs> Proverbs 21.1, I'll read this, and I'll stop. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As a river of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. You know what you got to do? You got to let him have control. You have to let him have control. Now, you still have a free will. I'm not saying, mm. no, no, no. You still know exactly what you're doing, but you're waiting for him to tell you exactly what to do. And what he'll do is he'll turn, just like that ship sitting in Road to Spain. I had no idea that ship was there. I'm on a C-5 flying out of Siganella in the sky, landing in, in Road to Spain, and here's that ship that's going to go right out to where my ship is in this planet, as big as it is, and longitude and latitudes all over the place, and it's going to go right to the exact same spot and, and boot up next to my ship within probably 100 yards and fly me over on a helicopter. Now, I'm telling you, man, how are you going to figure that thing out? You can't figure it out. It's, it's, you can't, it's, it's unfathomable. You can't do it. You know what you got to do is trust in the Lord and have a visa card. <laughs> visa gets you out of all kinds of trouble. <clears throat> the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. I read this. As a river of waters, he turneth it wherever so he will. you got to let him do it. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. We think we know what we're doing. You don't. Uh, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. The Lord cares more about you doing the right thing than the wrong thing. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish it. And I only got one more verse. And Rebecca said to Isaac, she goes to her husband, oh, Isaac, I know I lied to you. <laughs> and Isaac doesn't say nothing to her about that at all. Uh, he goes, I know I lied to you, but, you know, Jake, little Jake, little Jakey Poo, little Jakey Poo's going to, oh, I would just tear me up if he marries the wrong person, and, and, or Esau kills him, one of the two. Either way, it doesn't matter. We need to get him out of here. And you know what his, it says, and Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life 
because of the daughters of Heth. I'm going to tell you what Rebecca's problem is, is right now. She treated Jacob because of four. You know why? You better thank God he doesn't tell you everything's going to happen in your life. Because when he does, you're going to make decisions based on what you think you know. And she mistreated Esau to the point where Jacob got all the love and attention from her and her elder son didn't get a thing. And he turns out bad and she wonders why. I'll tell you why she did. Because she knew because the Lord told her what was going to happen to the younger son. And now she's making all these decisions based on that, and she, get, she tears her son up. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, why didn't you care about Esau when, the same way? Such as these which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? <clears throat> you already left 50% of your sons do that. Rebecca is still using innocence, the innocent card, to get Isaac and Jacob to marry uh, the, the right person. She wants him to get away. Uh, why didn't, and I told her, why didn't you do that to, to uh, Esau? She didn't do it. The problem with the whole scenario was a lack of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps with our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for we, as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, sometimes you'll ask for something you have no idea. And, and if you've got the right heart, the Lord looks at the heart, the thoughts and intents of the heart. And if he looks down at that heart and he goes, look, that guy, he, that lady, that guy doesn't know what they're asking. But they mean right. They just don't know. He said, I'm going to tweak this thing and I'm going to give them what they really want. I know what they want. They just don't know it. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what's in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things, see, we want that verse. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. That's, first of all, you're called. You're saved. <clears throat> you're on God's side. We're on the, the cross side over here. We're saved. So for a lost person to think that they're going to get God to answer every prayer they have, and they get, lost people get answers. But for them to think they're going to get something is wrong. you got to be saved. Number two, you got to be in the, in the will of God. you got to be looking for God's help. you got to be saying, okay, God, I'm not sure exactly what I'm praying for, but, but, but this is what I think I need. What, what it, and, and say, Lord, but I want what you want. I want what you want, not what I want. Jacob is getting ready to shoot out a dodge, and they're not going to see him for We'll stop right there. He's going to, not going to see him for another 20, 20 years, uh, Rebecca. She'll never see her son again alive. Because of some things she did. That's, that's going to be her punishment. And he's going to now go to another place, which is Rebecca's brother Laban. And just as many tricks and stuff that Rebecca knows, Laban knows more because he's her older brother. Jacob is now getting ready to go back into an, uh, a hornet's nest. Father, thank you for your blessings. Lord, help us to see uh, that the Bible is, uh, you're always out for our good. And Lord, you want us to do the right thing. Uh, Lord, you want us to get saved. You want us to to not just get saved, uh, but you want us to serve you uh, with the right kind of heart. And, Lord, most of all, you want us to have a good fellowship with you. Lord, help us to uh, keep the relationship wide open. And, Lord, this time of year, Lord, there's so many people out there that uh, have lost sense of what uh, the true meaning of Christmas is supposed to be. Uh, Lord, we've lost it. And, Lord, help us to be uh, a group of people that would uh, reinstate that and, and refire up that and rekindle it in their lives. Uh, Lord, help us to, to uh, present Jesus Christ to them as a man, a, a Savior, a King of kings, and the Lord of the lords. The, the arms are wide open. Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry I took a little bit long. but. I'm